Soldier Chicago Gospel Radio Show right here with Walt Clark on Steel City Gospel Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you along with us as we take this ride through gospel music history here from Chicago, the capital of gospel music. We certainly appreciate you. If you have not done it already, please, please, please go to our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter. Like, follow, and share us, and let us know over on our website, SteelCityGospelRadio.com, that you are enjoying the music that we play and the ministries that we play here at Steel City Gospel Radio, and we'll appreciate it so much. It is no secret that Reverend Charles Hercules Nix Jr., he loved Chicago gospel music, and he loved Chicago. Uh, oftentimes, he would bring his choir down, and sometimes he'd come by himself, just him and J.D., Jimmy McDowell's Minister of Music, and just be set apart of the Fellowship of Chicago Church. And he has had an impact and still has a significant impact on Chicago gospel music, uh, whereas some of the songs that we sing here He's taken them back to his choir, and they've recorded them. And then some of the songs that he's written and his choir has recorded, uh, our choirs here still to this day uh, sing them, and they are timeless, timeless classics. Reverend Nix became the church organist for the St. James Baptist Church Young Adult Choir, where he would later serve as church's pastor. And in addition to serving as pastor, he was also recognized as a charter member and the first vice president of the Gospel Music Workshop under the King of Gospel, Reverend James Cleveland. He's also a founding member of the Baptist Assembly of Free Churches, which was the foundation of what we now know as one of America's largest black denominations, and that's the full Gospel Baptist Church. Under Reverend Nick's leadership, the St. James membership increased to 2,000, and this multi-talented man did everything from play the organ, direct, lead, write, compose, and even still preaching on Sunday morning while he would play also on Sunday morning. And so it is indeed an honor and a privilege to be able to pay tribute to this great gospel legend and with me when you talk about gospel music legend organist when you talk about a daryl houston a rudy stanfield a twinkie clark uh charles craig ron kersey alfred bolden herbert Wee pickard frank white thomas whitfield donald vale kenny troy ray daniels when you talk about those people you have to mention this name, and that is not other than Bishop Andre Sonny Woods. And he is here with us today to kind of talk about Reverend Nix and his experience with Reverend Nix, and we're glad to have him aboard. Bishop, if you would, we just want you to start off and tell us uh, how you met Reverend Nix and, and that relationship that developed over the years. Oh, when we, okay, it was, actually I met him, uh, at the at the church but then i started taking lessons from him at worlister because i i knew of his music and i had been to the church to hear him in the choir and i said now nah, that's what i want to do <laughs> you know? right and um 
that's where we met and he found out who I was and uh, that I was a PK and my grandfather pastored and I was playing for my grandfather's church at the time. My grandfather was a musician as well. Oh, okay. So I, I would fill in before he actually fully gave me charge of the choir. I was still a little student trying to trying to learn and uh, the late Kenny Troy and uh, uh, Chris Ware were like tutoring me also. I would go to the church every day and practice. And so Reverend, we, I saw him once a week, me and, my, me and my brother. And then when I stopped, when he stopped working at Worlister, we lost contact. But we came back in contact through the Gospel Music Workshop of America. And uh, from there, from that point on, I mean, he helped on to me and he uh, he groomed me. He he tutored me. I mean, I was up at St. James more than the members were. Cause <laughs> he was up there doing the day and he said, OK, I got a couple of hours run on by the church, you know, and I would go. I wasn't going to pass that up. Right. You know, if I was a baby, I would go. And then uh, it just started in mushroom there. And uh, from going to the workshops and working with the chapter, he started uh, allowing me to travel with him and be his personal accompanist for the workshops or places when he had to go preach out of town around the country, stuff like that. It started with that. And then once I came on to the St. James staff, I mean, it was, you know, I was there every, every Sunday then. So man it just grew and grew and grew and i learned and i learned and i i gleamed and i gleamed man <laughs> I, I wasn't i wasn't passing that up so uh and then of course jimmy dow too he was he was a very uh a structured yes uh strict disciplinary of music he knew what he wanted you to do as well and then he could sit down and play saying i can't I can't do it like y'all do it, but y'all know what I want. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I'm uh, just a master, you know. So with the two of them, with, with Reverend in one ear and JD in the other, I mean, man, I, I had to be, you know, on point. Uh uh watching the director, watching my volume and 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 watching my chord structure, not overshadowing the solo. Mm -hmm. I mean. I, Reverend would give us theory classes in the midst of, of, of a rehearsal and, and the whole, he said, now I'm going to show you how this should be done. I'm not saying you got to do exactly what I do. And then a lot of times uh, he would push me. He said, go on and improvise, go ahead on and create. And then after church, he would tell me, he said, man, you was playing so much organ till I was taking notes. I was like, you got to be kidding. You know? But what, what that did was, because I asked him, I said, Reverend, uh, uh, I was at, why did you never use a, a bass player on your recordings? And blah. He said, well, you know, I, I like all of that. But he said, when I listen to you and, and, and I listen to others, I learned I like to, to have the, the free reign of creativity mm -hmm. even on the spot. And some things can't be rehearsed. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. And, uh, and, and, and he said, you got the bass on the organ, you got your foot pedals and you got your left hand. So 
he said, now, if I go in the studio, then they have to match those runs right. that I made. You know, and that's what we had. That's what I had to do when we did the whole back tonight. And and the uh, I really love the Lord. He had me to get a bass player to go in and match it, or either I had to do the synth bass on the keyboard, you know, to match his runs that right. he already did, so they wouldn't bleed out. But I'm telling you, man, uh, when when he told me that, that helped me because. The experience I come from in my grandfather's church, you know, we we were a non-denominational spiritual church, so to speak, uh, and so uh, our music was 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 just open for inspiration, the leader of the Holy Spirit, and the anointing, you know, because in our services, man, we just went for it, we just played, you know, we ain't had time to be calling out notes to no bass player, <laughs> right, you know all of that so that 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 helped my creativity far as uh becoming a, a accomplished organist where he allowed me to just be me yeah and so that is a blessing and i've seen a few of your videos and your your style while while you have taken take nothing from you you have your own style but you sound so close to Revan. listen i tell everybody yeah. if, if i just got to sound like somebody i want to sound like somebody <laughs> right and charles Nixon, somebody to sound like listen yeah and he was a he and uh marvin yancey Revan and marvin yancey were two organists that style wise were ahead of everybody else uh because reverend was known for that what we call that rolling bass yeah 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 and and he would take that bass and he would walk that thing and and he you could tell he would walk it the way he felt it right then and there yeah that's what we would talk about he said, I want you to play everything you know. Mm. <laughs> he said, just, just go for it. Let the Lord, he said, let the Lord use you. Be creative. Uh, he said, every, every round of a song, he said, try to play it better than the first time you play it. You know, try, try to increase uh, the interest and the sound and try to build the song every round you go, even though we're saying the same thing, you know, like when we would march in on how I got over. He said, listen, man, uh, you're going to be playing that for a while. Mm. <laughs> so I, I need you I need you to, you know, be creative because at this point, you're really playing an organ solo before right. we bring the choir. Okay. He would give us pointers like that and, and um, when we do our broadcast, our halftime theme song, was he so real? Mm -hmm. And uh, he would tell me, "I need, I need you to just play it, just follow me and 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 improvise and create, you know." And 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 that helped me, you know, to really feel the freedom to uh, uh, give some 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 music uh, out off the top of my head. I just was creating on the spot. Mm. So uh, that was a blessing, man. I tell you. He was he was encouraging. Well, I yes. am so glad to have this 
uh, this time, this opportunity to to be able to glean from you uh, all of these wonderful things about Reverend and learn more about him and hear your experience. And I want you to know that we honor you and we consider you to be one of the legends of gospel organ playing. If we oh, could, man. if we can put it like that. Because anytime you mention organists, not only in Detroit, but across across this nation, your name comes up as one of the great ones. And man, we're so glad that God has kept you around to share your experience with us. And I'm gonna just put it out there. I'm I'm looking forward to reading your book. Yeah, man. What I, I said, I was, we've been talking about trying to do something and and get together and put all this history down. Matter of fact, we did have a meeting, but COVID hit. Met with Ray Daniels and some of the few people that's left. Mm-hmm. Put our story down in, in a kind of documentary type form and kind of Deborah Smith Pollard uh, over here and get with get some people that can write it up, Sandy Rose. And, and uh, yeah, we, we've been talking about that because, uh, you know, it's sad that even with the Gospel Music Workshop of America, some of the new generation don't even know who James Cleveland is. Yes. And uh, and just like Chicago, Detroit, I mean, we have to uh, keep their memories alive and, and talk about their names because uh, of um, what they represent and the opportunity they provided for us. Here it is, Reverend passed in 88. Mm-hmm. And here it is, 2021. And they still singing, you know, like you said, all of those songs. Yes, and sir. that's one reason why we did uh, Detroit Remembers Volume yes. 1 and Volume 2. Uh, Charles Craig and Norma Jean Pender, we got together and said we need to uh, we need to do something in memory of our legends. And we thank God we did it, you know, because right after that, we lost we lost uh, 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 Hula Jean Hurley. Hula Jean. Right after that, and then of course both Craig brothers, we mm-hmm. lost them. Jimmy Dow, he he went to be with the Lord. I mean, and uh, recently we lost Louise McCoy, yes. William. Uh, so man, oh, it was so many. Ernest Hershkin, uh, that song with Thomas Whitfield, and of course we lost Tommy. I mean, so many of those uh, that had gone on, and so we had to do it in their memory. Donald Vales and all of them. So that's another keepsake that I'm glad we had a chance to do it when we did. And uh, some of them appeared on that gospel legends piece that we did in uh, Alexandria, Indiana at, okay. at Bill Gaither's, at the Gaither thing. Uh, I, I was so upset that that did not come out, uh, but because of, you know, contractual sure. stuff with, with the labels, different artists. They was really ranting and raving, but I'm telling you, man, it's it has been a joy. And of course, you know, I I I, I hated I couldn't physically be there uh, in the home going of of my cousin, yes. Pastor Mayfield Woods. I mean, I mean, all of these guys, because of my connection with Reverend Nix, they embraced me and uh, always treated me nice, even after Reverend's death, Clay Evans and all of those guys and she called the musician 
the whole mu- musical family of Chicago uh, is it's like going back home. So when yeah. I'm in Chicago, I feel like I'm at home, like I'm in Detroit. Well, you yeah. absolutely are because yes, we, we we treasure. All right, and I'm a, I'm a little bit younger, but. I, I always treasure those who have come before me and, and laid that foundation uh, yeah. that I can look back and say, okay, I heard what he did or, or you know, especially when the camera gets close, I want to see what kids really in. I want to see uh, <laughs> the core, the cords you guys are using. I, I even got sold till I opened up my YouTube page because I want to get close enough. I want to see you all settings. That's what that's what I I want to see what settings y'all use. All those drawbars, yeah, all them white drawbars and then sometimes full of yeah, we 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 switch them up. I learned a lot from watching these guys, you know, uh Herbert Picard when he would get on the organ. I had a chance to to sit and watch Alfred Bowden get one before he passed. I mean, all these guys, they they had some unique uh, 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 drawbar arrangements yes. that they used, depending on the song. And of course, of course, Reverend loved to roll that bass. And, yes, sir. Uh, and he knew at what point of a song to give it the full organ and at what point to give it the, uh, you know, because before he was mentoring me, I never used all of the presets the way I way I do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reverend taught me, you know, to 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 you know practice the tonality of each preset and figure out where it can fit in in any particular given song. And so that was something that that uh, I, I learned. And then he he just showed me use that left hand, man. You know. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean. Like I said, to hear him say it and then to watch him do it, show him yeah. what we did was 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 I mean was a treasure in all itself, man. I oh it was it was going to school every time he said at the organ. I I was just taking notes, taking notes. Man, yeah. uh, well we so, we yeah. thank God for cameras back then. Thank God for YouTube now, where those yeah. moments can continue to live on. Uh Yes, sir. Absolutely, and and that's important for our young people to know and understand. This music that they play didn't just appear with Kurt Franklin. There's no slam on Kurt, and so we absolutely want to pass that down to uh, generations. Now, I want to touch on something that you're doing, uh, that you're part of, and that you're you're uh, involved in. You're the founder and executive director of the Fellowship Music and Arts, and yeah. uh, and would give us give us some insight into that. Well, we started the. It's been going uh, since about 2014, and what we were trying to do here in Detroit was just start just that a fellowship and bringing the musicians together, trying to bridge that generation gap. Mm-hmm. you know, of, of the ages and um, also to preserve our hymns and preserve traditional gospel music and also have a platform, uh, build a platform and have a platform for up and coming artists and musicians 
that are coming behind us to, uh, you know, kind of show them the ropes. And so the, the fellowship, we have had workshops sponsored, uh, and we had the Detroit Federation of Musicians president to come, and we talk about music, writing, composing, arranging, becoming an artist. Uh, we've had uh, workshops on how to read uh, recording artist contracts and publishing, everything that has to do with the recording industry. We've had workshops on that. One, one year we did a workshop about the importance of musical education. And also uh, Wayne State University has a new class and they got a professor that used to work for Harry Fox, uh, mm, the Harry okay. Fox Agency, uh, Mr. Harold Weary. He's here at Wayne University now. And he, he teaches uh, the class, the music business. Mm. And he also has a piece in his class that touches on all of the new uh, modern technology and all of the career opportunities available in the music business. You know, cause I tell people all the time, you don't have to be the actual artists, the songwriters and the producers make great livings. Yes. You know, I mean, gospel is getting in the commercials now. Gospel is on on the television screen, uh, in movies. And I mean, there's so many opportunities. And I speak to them about my, my bad experiences as well as my good ones. Mm -hmm. Because I had, I had a real bad experience with uh, the five heartbeats when my song, I Feel Like Going On, appears there. But I did not get the written credit because oh. of a mess up of 20th Century Fox. Oh. They gave the credit to somebody else, and I had to sue them. Oh, well. yeah, I had to, I had to sue. But at that point, the, the 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 movie was already printed, and so they could not go back and retract and put the correct credit information in. But we did get it straight legally with uh, the publishing company uh, and everybody. But those kinds of things that happen in the business that the average independent artist or some of these young cats, you know, they're just green. They don't understand the business because they're excited about recording. Right. I tell them that's I want you to get excited about it, but get excited about learning a little bit about the business. Read that fine print or get you an attorney, an entertainment attorney who specialized in contract law. So our workshops were for that. And then we've had uh, open mic where we provide a platform for folk to come uh, that may not have a platform, may not be a recording artist. We had programs where we introduced people for the first time they made their debuts on our platform. Uh, and, and we highlight other songwriters and musicians with the uh, fellowship choir. And we highlight most of the community choirs and church choirs. So yeah, we still working on some things. Matter of fact, uh, we're working on a panel to talk about church music uh, coming up for March. Okay. We're gonna do a, a panel discussion uh, basically locally. And then we're gonna follow up with a national uh, panel all from selected musicians from around the country to just talk about where the church is. I mean, is the church choir gone or 
are we doing praise teams or right what are we doing you know it, uh, are choir robes obsolete now or what what's going to happen for the future of the church and why the churches don't have hymn books no more and mm. uh, are we singing hymns uh, or are we just doing uh, a verse in a course and singing the course 25 times <laughs> you know well that i don't i don't knock i don't knock the praise team but i'm not a fan of them either right. i like a good church choir right yeah. right and and we just pray that if all all that the vaccine don't knock out the lord get the rest so we can get back uh because yeah. I, yeah. I miss i miss a good church choir and one thing about a good church choir you can have 10 to 100 people if it's a good church choir you can be guaranteed it's going to be church that day yeah 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 so and, um you know so we got some things coming up that we're gonna be featuring and talking about and um i'll let you know about it because we're going to put it on facebook on our on the fellowships page and and uh, make it public and uh, and then like i said we're gonna we're going to have some some uh musicians from around the country on the next one we'll probably do that uh a, a month away from from then uh the tentative date for now is the second sunday in uh, march uh that we're going to have some some uh educators on and we're going to have a medical doctor uh and some musicians on to just talk about some of these subjects is it going to be safe to bring a choir back i mean yes. just what's going on because of this pandemic well we certainly will be looking forward to that and anything we can do on our end to help promote it and move it you know all you have to do is let us know and we will definitely be on it it has been such a pleasure and such an honor bishop i mean that from the bottom of my heart and i want to thank you for taking this time to share your experience and uh to even take us further and we're looking forward to much much more coming this way uh from the one and only bishop andre sunny you can't leave sunny out bishop andre sunny no, no. woods <laughs> yes sir yes sir well man i appreciate you allow me this time we can just tap into a little of this man and talk about it but but we we're committed to uh keeping uh uh the detroit legends memory alive that that music is not going nowhere and i thank god that they was teaching me you know try to write something that's going to transcend yes time and and be a treasure and uh they you know revenue say well at some point you read history, but at another point when God blesses you, it's time to make history. Mm. So, uh, we just pray that we can do our part and make contributions, you know, to uh, gospel music as a whole. And uh, uh, and I, I got a couple of songs out there that I thank God that uh, one of my friends called me and told me, he said, man, go on YouTube. He said, do you realize how many people have sung or tried to sing "Faith That Conquers" by Vanessa Bell? Yes. And I went on there. I was I was shocked. <laughs> how many people have done their rendition 
of that that particular song that that I wrote for yes. Vanessa Bell. Yes. And and that was years ago. Yes, and it's and it's still going. It is still, still going. going. I mean, I'm 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 just I thank God I'm amazed. And uh I tell people, y'all keep singing it, keep singing. <laughs> right. it. And that's just like the other week <laughs> I saw five heartbeats on bounce TV. I told them keep playing it, keep, keep playing, playing it. it. <laughs> yeah. Now I now I wanna throw I wanna throw this out and I don't I don't mean no shade to nobody, but me me being a a part-time historian, I want to put this out now. I want to put it in the atmosphere for everybody that does not know that the song "Without God," uh, I would oh. fail. The original song was recorded by Bishop Andre Sonny Woods and chosen back in '86. Yes, sir. And that was you all's first album. Right, right. So I want to make sure everybody, and again, as I know Ricky has done, uh, Ricky has done it and a couple of other choirs, but I want to go on record publicly and say that Bishop Andre, Sonny Woods, and Chosen were the first to record that song. And it is such a beautiful, beautiful piece. You talk about a timeless song that is, you obeyed Reverend's instructions. You made history. You know, and then the other thing was, you know, uh, listening to Tommy, uh, because he pushed me to do the group, because I had songs that weren't necessarily, I'm like, I don't feel this for a big mass choir. So he said, when you got the right soloists, uh, to write for, mm-hmm. that inspires you as well because you really want to nail it uh, because you want to give them something that fits them, their voice, right. and their musical gene. And uh, when I was doing that, all I could hear was was Renee Thomas. Yep. Because of, of I because of working with her at St. James and knowing her vocal abilities. You know, I, it it was it was a no brainer for me. Yes. And she she uh, uh, agreed to work with Chosen and uh, and see Chosen was made up of nothing but singers and musicians. Oh, okay. everybody in there, everybody in there was already a singer at their church or somewhere within their own right, or either a musician that played and wrote songs. Cause Grenade, she wrote a song, and and the the late uh, Aureen Cosby. She wrote a song. I mean, she led a song, wrote a song. I mean, Earl leads and sings and, and, and writes. Everybody contributed. Don Byers. I mean, I was surrounded with so much inspiration and help. Yes. Until that's why that project. And we and I thought people said, well, why didn't y'all do another one fast? We were blessed to live <laughs> on that album for about six or seven years. Wow. We traveled, man. I'm telling you, it was overwhelming. I mean, wow. we 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 were out there across the country doing churches, doing festivals, doing revivals, conferences. I mean, we were we were blessed. You know, we were doing a lot of choir. Charles Foles anniversary. Mm-hmm. They in Cincinnati. We matter of fact, we came to Chicago and did two nights for Gospel Supreme. Oh, Maceo, Maceo brought us there. 
And I've been trying to get them to tape. I'm gonna get some. He was trying to find the tape to me too before he passed. I told him I might have to get Richard Jackson or somebody to get the. But yeah, man, we we stayed out on the road, and uh, God bless the memory of Dan Underwood, who worked for SOG. He he would go and 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 uh, promote for us. Man, we was in New York, Memphis. I mean, we were everywhere. And, and it was such a blessing. Uh, and we had a good run. And uh, uh, then, of course, Orene relocated to Texas. And and another girl, uh, 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 she uh, went to Pennsylvania. So uh, everybody kind of had their own music ministry. But then we got back together and did the second CD. And we had some uh, new members to come in. Uh, we changed the personnel for two or three members. Mm -hmm. But it was still, you know, still a blessing. And like you said, they still singing the song. So I'm telling everybody, record it, sing it again. Sing it again. You, have, <laughs> you have my permission. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> Not at all. If we get a chance, we're going to pick one of them out. We're going to do that for you. Oh, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Absolutely. But again, Bishop, thank you so much for taking this time and being thank part you. of this. And we'll be talking again real soon about the upcoming projects uh, with the fellowship. Yes. And we're going to push it as much as we can. I've been talking to Bishop Andre Sonny Woods all the way from Detroit as we continue with our salute to the one and only Reverend Charles Hercules Nix yes, Jr. <laughs> and we are so glad that you all joined us. This is the Soul of Chicago Gospel Radio Show with me, Walt Clark, your host right here on Steel City Gospel Radio. This is where it started, the capital of gospel music, Chicago, Illinois. And you are listening to it on Steel City Gospel Radio, where God reigns and his praises abide.